This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, June 21st, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. FlightNow aims to let private pilots fill their empty seats on trips around the country. The FAA wants any pilot who participates to register as a commercial carrier. Matt Voska is co-founder of FlightNow. We spoke last month. Just a brief overview of what FlightNow is, is it lets private pilots who have empty seats on their flights um, share those with other people who might be going the same way. So it's cheaper for everyone involved and makes better use of our resources. All right, that sounds fine. What is the problem with that? So the problem is the the FAA has said that any pilot um, who who posts that they're taking a flight publicly um, in hopes of finding someone to come with and split the cost uh, is essentially a a commercial airline, a common carrier because they are both advertising and collecting compensation, uh, even though it does not meet the the common law requirements of a common carriage um, to to have a, a be a major enterprise for profit. And it's not, in a sense, for profit. These are people who are defraying from costs they would otherwise already be uh, absorbing. Exactly. So if if you and I are flying, let's say from Boston to Martha's Vineyard, the whole flight costs me maybe two hundred dollars. I have to pay at least a hundred dollars. Now, if there's a third person coming, I have to pay at least thirty three percent. So it's a, a pro rata share. That's the the minimum that the pilot must pay. So that's how we kind of uh, we built flight now around. It's that minimum that pro rata. When did your company start? We started in August of twenty thirteen. What has been your progress, and what stopped that progress specifically? Sure. So, you know, we we started working on this in college. Uh, I had gotten my pilot's license in high school, grew up outside Chicago. It was it was very cheap to to fly out in, well, the, the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. <laughs> it was sixty five dollars an hour, um, including fuel, to to rent a, a small plane out there. And this was just five years ago. So today. Um, when I moved out to Boston for school, the cheapest plane I could fly was 130 an hour. So it was more than double the cost to fly a plane. So for me, um, it was I, I just couldn't do the thing that I loved. I couldn't afford it. And so I thought, well, you know, if I could always have someone to go with, then it'd, it'd be much cheaper, and I could actually afford to do what I love. And that's where that's where FlightNow got started. Was just the the interest in flying and wanting to make your hobby cheaper. Exactly, and and introduce more people to it. Um, myself and my co-founder, we both have family in aviation. Both of us have, um, you know, a dad or an uncle who was a pilot, and they were the ones who passed down that that love to us. And I, I just remember my first flight, and we, we we went up, and you're up there with the clouds. It's just this amazing feeling. Uh, and most people don't get the chance to do that. If you don't know a pilot, it's very difficult to do so. Um, you're, you're really your only other option is to learn to fly or to go take a charter, which are very very expensive. And my friends who are pilots say it's a very expensive hobby. It is. It is, and that's what we're trying to fix. The other thing too is that general aviation. If you look at the number of private pilots over the past twenty years, it's been in a um, a massive decline. Um, the, the FAA has just not been encouraging um, the growth in, in these small planes in general aviation. So we think this is something that can bring more people into it. Um, as we've had less people in it, costs go up, fuel costs have been rising. Um, there's been no new technologies made for small planes. The ones you rent today, they're from, you're, you're renting a plane from the 80s. 
uh, it's it's still running on all that technology. You just there, there's been no innovation there, and we're we're hoping that this can be the start of it. All right. So um, <clears throat> the FAA argues that any pilot. Uh, to hear your version of this story, uh, the FAA is arguing that essentially any pilot who participates in this program is operating illegally and should be operating uh, as a commercial enterprise. What you're saying is that uh, most of the people who would be involved here are in fact renting planes? Correct, correct. So what they said is that any any private pilot who is using this, who is using flight now, would Essentially, need a, what's called a, a Part 119 certificate. It's a it's an opera. It's a, essentially a business license for aviation. Um, but one of the interesting thing is, so they, they say you, you're required to have that if you want to post a flight on Flight Now. Uh, but one of the requirements to get that Part 119 license is you have to show a business plan. You have to show the possibility for profit. And obviously, you can't do that when you're just sharing the expenses. The FAA asks for a, a business plan. <laughs> they they ask for like a, a P and L. They they ask for financials when you're applying for this Part 119 license. Yes, it's a it's an aviation business license. Why does the FAA care whether or not your business is going to be profitable? <laughs> that's a, that's a great question. Um, but uh, as we've seen, most uh, most airlines are not. <laughs> so, but at least the intent is there. Is it an expensive process to become a, a commercial pilot, and can you use rented planes to engage in that business? In this process, I, I got to talk with someone who had uh, worked with Surfair when they were beginning this process. Of, and they, they actually went the the, uh, the charter route for this. Um, so the, those licenses are free. The, the Part 119, uh, Part 135, these are different types of business licenses um, or operating certificates, rather. and. While they are free, um, the process to get them takes about four years. So it's actually cheaper for these companies to just buy um, another charter business that already has it and just operate under their license. There's actually a website, I believe it's called like uh, buy, uh, buy135.com, where it's all these operating licenses that are just just selling them because they, they have the right to and uh, they, they just that license takes so long to to get. And you can just buy one. <laughs> you can just you, yeah. You just buy a buy a company that's that already has it. Yeah. So you're purchasing the work of other people in going through the the jumping through the hoops that the FAA puts up. Exactly. How expensive are these licenses if uh, if somebody wanted to go that route? <laughs> um, I, I think they're like sixty to hundred grand. They're, they're pretty obviously way more expensive than a private pilot or a commercial pilot would buy just to share their expenses. But you know, the, I think the interesting thing is uh, this is this is not something new. The, really, the only new thing that we did was put it on the internet and made it easy for people to share costs, put everything in one place. Um, this has been happening since the beginning of flight. Pilots have been sharing the cost uh, as they go up. Uh, I mean, since since the the '60s, they they the FAA explicitly allowed this, where they said when they were making these initial regulations, um, a pilot, while they may not be compensated, they are allowed to offset their costs as long as they are paying their pro rata share and nothing less. FAA has stalled your progress toward making this. Uh, something available to private pilots. What do you hope to be the resolution? Sure. Well, to, to give you a little background on on what's been happening, when we first started this, we, we had some pilot pushback, which is is obvious, and I, I you know, it was expected. You know, pilots have put uh, tens of thousands, perhaps even hundreds of thousands, if they've purchased their own plane, into their flying, into their um, their their pilot's license. So. 
for them to possibly jeopardize that is is a big deal. Uh, un- unlike Uber, where you know you you might just get a slap on the wrist if if you're caught doing that, or uh, it, it's a much more serious offense uh, with aviation, and you have a lot more interactions with the FAA. So we had submit a request for interpretation to the FAA. We essentially outlined what we were doing and said, uh, you know, what do you think of this? And waited for the response. And then about six months later. Uh, we finally got that response, and they said, no, uh, any pilot who would be doing this would need a, a Part 119 license um, to, to operate this way. Essentially, you're, you're a commercial airline at that point. So after that, um, we've been working with the Goldwater Institute um, to try going through the, the court system to get this resolved. So we submitted a petition for review, and because this was a final agency action, we got to jump up to the U.S. Court of Appeals in the D.C. Circuit. Um, so that uh, the oral arguments for that happened uh, last September, and then in D.C. we found out that we we lost there, which I, I think is really interesting because the the courts agreed with the FAA's decision that we were or pilots operating under FlightNow would be a common carrier, which would make FlightNow pilots the first common carrier in the history of the world to have no intent nor possibility for profit, and so that's our argument as we're going for a, a Supreme Court appeal. Now, at the same time, we've been uh, working the legislative route as well to try and get a, a bill passed, an amendment um, that will explicitly allow pilots to communicate online. Because as this has been happening in the past, the, the FAA has explicitly allowed pilots posting on a, a physical bulletin board at, say, an airport or a college, and we just put that bulletin board online. And now the FAA is saying there's a problem. Matt Voska is co-founder and CEO of Flight Now. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.